It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Locked On Twins postcast with Access Twins writer, reporter, podcaster, jack of all trades, Twins coverage, Brandon Warren. Brandon, Twins dropped two to the Dodgers at home. Made it to the eighth last night, looked pretty good, or made it to the seventh, I should say. Very long seventh inning, and you know, overall, I think we're competitive last night. Chris Archer was good. Twins offense didn't come through in some big spots. And then today was the Clayton Kershaw show. Yeah, a little surprising they couldn't do more against Heaney because, you know, he's just a guy who has been inconsistent the last few years and just seemed like the kind of guy where if you see what the Twins offense has done in the last two games, that seemed like their kind of guy to jump all over, and they just didn't. And then again today, yeah, I mean, I've, Kershaw is as good as I've ever seen him at 34 years old. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of debate on whether he should have stayed in the game for the perfecto. I could take it or leave it. I'm not going to be too upset about it one way or the other. But it, it was the Clayton Kershaw show, like you said, and then they started hitting homers too. And the kind of is a recipe for lack of success. Built Bar hits homers every time, Brandon. Built Bars are delicious. Built Bars are healthy. I don't know how they do it, but every single time Built Bar comes through, they find that happy medium. Healthy, delicious. Switch over from what you're doing now and have some Built Bars for breakfast. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Brandon, I want to talk a little bit. Looking ahead for the Twins, they're 2-4. and four. Drop four of their first six. There are some positives to pull. Last night, I think, was a game they could have won. You mentioned you know, had opportunities against Andrew Heaney. But if we look at the schedule here, it doesn't get any easier. You got Boston at Fenway. You got the Royals in Kansas City. Then the White Sox, the Tigers look better in Tampa Bay. What should Twins fans be looking for moving forward if they're feeling a little discouraged by this start? I mean, we've seen bits and pieces that all sides of the game can be very good for the twins and that they can struggle defense right now is an issue. And then I think too, we've seen the the pitching come to roost in terms of the fears that maybe people had coming in the last 10 innings or so. But again, I mean, there's, there's positives to draw from the last six games, last few games, they, they've had the sticks going. The pitching has looked better, more good than bad. I think, and it's a wide open American League. You know, they're going to be playing exclusively American League teams the rest of the month. You're going to have to scratch and claw all season long. You might as well start now. And so I, I think Boston's good, but they're not unbeatable. And Kansas City is always a good matchup at, at the K. It's going to be a fun rest of the month and hopefully not as chilly of a rest of the month. Let's look at those pitching matchups here from our friend Doe Young Park. <laughs> Friday, the Twins will have an off day tomorrow. It'll be Joe Ryan against Nick Pavetta in the opener, home opener for Boston. So this is their opening series. It does not get easier for the Twins. Saturday, Sonny Gray, Tanner Houck. Sunday's Bailey Ober, Michael Waka. And then this one rolls around to Monday with Dylan Bundy and Rich Hill. My first view of this is the Twins have the pitching advantage, I think, in at least three of these maybe. At least two, I think, overall. I don't necessarily like that pitching rotation at all for them. I, I don't think Michael Walker has much left. I think how can be good, but he's, he's still young and who knows what you're going to get out of rich Hill on that. That's going to be an early morning too on Monday, because it's yeah. uh, I think it's a 10 o'clock first pitch our time here in central time. So yeah, I, I like the twins pitching matchups coming up here. And it's interesting. I feel like too, 
we're seeing some guys face some teams that they're familiar with because Sonny Gray was in the AL East for a minute. And even Joe Ryan in the minors was in the, the East you know, under the Tampa Bay right. system. And then to Bundy, obviously, with his time in Baltimore. But then Paddock today against the Dodgers. He's faced them a million times as a member of the Padres, too. So just kind of interesting to see how all of these guys are acclimating. Rocco said yesterday that he figures half the guys in the clubhouse are new anyway, so it's really hard to figure out what that dynamic looks like right now. We've gotten through this rotation one time, Brandon. Six-man rotation. Paddock today, rough first inning. Wasn't sure if he was going to get out of it. What's been your impression of these six? If you just looked at last night with Archer and, and Bundy following Bundy, look pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be hard to say for sure until these guys get stretched out maybe a little bit more. And the nice thing is, though, if any of these back three guys are in that four to five inning mix, if they opt to go back to a five-man rotation at any time soon, those guys are still going to be stretched out to either piggyback or if they need to swap somebody out, still be you know long enough to to give you 75 pitches. Right. Paddock was 73 today through four, obviously. You're going to want more than that, but the way he battled after the first inning is at least something to take a positive from. They're through the six. They're through six games. The Twins, as we said, are two and four. Tell me a little bit about Paddock today, Brandon. What did you see? Velo was down. It was a really cold day at Target Field. What did you think of Paddock? Yeah, I mean, there's positives and negatives. I think the changeup is going to be an asset for him. And again, you know, I was listening to the radio while I was at the gym, and they're talking about how the Twins are going to try help him refine a breaking ball. I don't know what that's going to be, if it's a curve, slider, slurve, whatever. But again, the, the big thing for him to take a leap forward is finding that third pitch. The fastball changeup is is a good duo when the fastball is clicking. Today it wasn't, but you're talking about a guy coming from San Diego to Minnesota. Minnesota is already cold enough as is. Add in that wrinkle, and I'm not putting too much stock into it. And a lot of the issues, too, just kind of snowballed. He, he had that missed play out in the field and just never really looked super comfortable on the mound. So, uh, you know, it's it's a C-plus, C-minus effort, but you couldn't really expect more than that, honestly. Good weather this weekend in Boston. It looks like 50s, maybe even 60s with sun should help these guys. Miguel Sano's 0 for 19, Brandon, smashes his bat in that last strikeout. Alex Kirloff is to the I.L., with the wrist injury reoccurring, not good there. Twins need some, they need some work in the bottom of that lineup. We're looking at Miguel Sano this year. We're going to talk about him a lot because he isn't a contractor. He's got that $14 million option for 2023. And I don't know if there's a scenario right now, Brandon, where you can see, and I know Cody tweeted this, the Twins picking that up for next year. Given just how he started, I thought this year might be different. It hasn't looked that way at all. No, and he'd have to be basically the second coming of David Ortiz and or Nelson Cruz at this point because I don't think they view him as a long-term option at first base. I, I mean, I don't think they view him as a long-term option as a twin unless things turn around, but he's going to have to be a guy if if he's going to stick around with like a 125, 130 OPS plus or weighted runs created plus, whichever flavor you prefer. And I just don't see that. So, I mean, even if you want to keep him, you decline that option and maybe – figure something else out but you know it's it's possible we're seeing the last bits of Sano in a in a twins uniform this year and he's gonna have to absolutely ball out and pick it up at some point to even get a chance of having that thing exercised Kirloff to the injured list as I said Trevor Larnick recalled from AAA wasn't hitting very well for the Saints very small sample what's your reaction to this news Brandon 
I mean, it's nice to have a ready-made option. I mean, you know, you had the prospect lists and Kirloff and Larnick were kind of flip-flopped. So you're, you're going out and getting a similar caliber player. And I'm trying not to think too much about the results because he started off hot and then was cold last year with the Twins. And he got hurt at the end of the year, wasn't really hitting at St. Paul. Same thing here. But he was good enough to be in the big leagues a year ago. He hasn't gotten, I don't think, worse. I just think he's going through some adjustments. So you got to trust the talent. And and it's nice, too, that the first three pitchers in Boston are going to be right-handers. So he'll get a chance to maybe, you know, get used to the monster and left and, you know, get some plate appearances and see if he can get his feet under him. Because if that works out and Alex Kirloff comes back and Miguel Sano's still not swinging well, I mean, maybe you see a timeshare at first base and or maybe Sano DH is more. There's a lot of moving parts here that if if Trevor Larnick can show that he belongs, he might be able to stay. Jorge Alcala to the injured list with elbow inflammation, which is scary as well. Gerald Cotton DFA'd today. Derek Rodriguez recalled and pitched uh, decently well until the back-to-back-to-back homers. They're late. That Dodgers lineup is incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. Rodriguez got out of a gym in his first inning. But Twins are not afraid to just recycle these relievers. And Gerald Cotton, they claimed him off waivers in one of their first moves of the offseason, Brandon. Were you surprised by this move? Yeah, I mean, surprised is probably the right word, but I'm not really like – Yeah, I think a lot of people were more shocked, take, taken by it. And to me, I mean, would could you tell me right now that he's better than Juan Manaya, who had a pretty nice year last year? And I think I've seen a few people tweet that he struck out a bunch of people at, with the Saints so far. So, I mean, maybe Manaya is the next part of that cycle, you know, or, or maybe we're talking about the Twins signing Justin Upton. But it's, it, it, it's just it's, it's frustrating the, the way things have gone so far in that respect. And I guess I don't know what else to say, really. Yeah, they do. I, that was their plan coming in. Right, that's been their plan for the last couple of years is recycling these guys. You're gonna see Wamanaya at a certain point this year in the twins yep. bullpen. I I, I don't want to we don't want to overreact to six games, Brandon, but is this lineup and, and you don't want to overreact to a truly terrific performance from one of the best left-handed pitchers of all time, a future Hall of Famer. Does this lineup to you look like it can be more consistent than it was last year, especially in the first half? Or are you seeing similar things so far? that's tough the the bottom of the order is is going to be a linchpin for that because it and i think it is for a lot of orders and not everyone has bellinger lux barnes or i mean barnes usually isn't playing every day um i think if if the bottom of the you need max kepler to have a nice year you need miguel sano to figure it out and and larnick can't be a complete nothing against breaking balls so i think that I, i like the the framework of the offense, but I need to see kind of the gaps in between filled in. And, um, and right now we're not seeing that. So I think it can be the case that this is a pretty good offense. Um, but right now I just don't think it's quite there yet. Sleepy series twins drop both to the Dodgers at target field fall to two and four. Brandon, thank you so much off day for the twins tomorrow. We'll be back on Friday and back this weekend for postcast should be really fun at Fenway should benefit the twins to get out of target field for a little bit. And make sure people like and subscribe. You can click at the bottom of this window. And if you're on YouTube and, and logged in, like and subscribe. We'd love to have you a subscriber. Because that way you find out, I think, right away when we go on the air. And so you can be uh, first in line. Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Brandon, thanks. We'll talk again Friday, sir. Great. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.